There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Shut up! Oh. 1970s movie reviews, let's go! Let's go. Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome yourself. How are you today? I'm doing pretty decent. The sun's shining. AC's rolling. The beats keep coming in. <laughs> Victory sure too. How are you doing? Your mic's too far away. You're like, no, your mic check was but great. We did a mic check, so it's fine. Yeah, but... So tell us how you're doing! <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Great. Great. We're grateful for that. <laughs> We've got a six movie review ahead of us. I do that part. Oh, sorry. Let's do a little bit. He's right. But now I just, I, I feel awful. Did I steal your thunder? I'm what sorry. am I supposed to do with my life? Let's go ahead and start with Happy Birthday, Wanda June, 1971. Hey, that's which I got. You wouldn't have even seen if it was for me. It's true. I do it all for you. Oh, wow. Everything you do, you do it. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Oh, I admit oh, it. Yeah. On this podcast, <laughs> I like Brian Adams. No, one Because there's nowhere. There's no love like your But love. now you can't get the correct video. It's like erased from the world. Really? Yeah. It's not the Robin Hood one. But Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, if you look it up, it's a different video. Like he lost the rights to the... It's drum. like I had just started smoking weed and I just moved into my first apartment by myself and I had uh, a guy come over and install my cable, which I got as soon as I moved out. Yeah. I barely made enough to cover, but I must have cable. And he plugged it into my stereo and he's like, you're going to love this. And I smoked some <laughs> weed and started watching MTV and I like liked all these songs I would never like because I was high and it was in stereo for the first time. <laughs> Like a music he video. He was right. <laughs> and that was one of the videos that came out back that then. That makes sense, like, though. Everything I do. My friends were like, oh, you like this? You're like, like, shut up. Listen to it on my hi-fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our review for Happy, Happy Birthday, birthday Wanda June. June. <laughs> um, so this is 1971. Director here is Mark Robison. He also did Earthquake and the Valley of the Dolls. Our writer is Kirk Vonnegut. Uh, it stars Rod Steger, who is, of course, in Fist, the Amityville Horror and Portrait of a Hitman. Susan York, who is also in Maids, uh, Superman 1 and 2. Uh, George Gizzard, uh, or Grizzard, uh, who is in tons of TV, but my favorite title that he did in TV was Attack, Attack on Terror, the FBI versus the Ku Klux Klan. Well, that's good. Is that the guy with the voice that we like? 
Um, I believe he is. I don't know. What's his... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> Skipper Pipper. Or... What's his name in the in the thing? I don't know. I, I always <gasps> remember him as the as the war criminal. <laughs> Whatever. You keep talking. I'm All right. To... So here we go. Happy Birthday, Wanda June is a wild movie of relationships, family, and the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm. Another movie based on a play that I would love to see live someday. A plutocratic rich guy and a war criminal go searching for diamonds and, dis- and disappear for many years. He leaves behind a third wife that he plucked from poverty and a son who's never known him in his New York apartment, which is a museum to his love of murder and toxic masculinity. This movie then takes us through his family, getting over him, him returning, and the fallout that that causes. We also get amazing scenes from heaven, uh, where the dead characters fill us in on the bits that were left out, and with the general goings-on in heaven. Such fun! (laughs) (laughs) Disgust. Wanda June, the lady in heaven, was on an episode of The Brady Bunch. Oh, that's right. It's been stuck in my head. Uh, Loose Leaf Harper. You should have had that. Loose Leaf Harper. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Discuss? Discuss. Is he a war criminal? I mean, he was in a war and he feels bad. He killed 70,000 people. I know, but he was like... Civilians. You're a war criminal. I don't Mm. care how bad you feel about it. You're a war criminal. I wouldn't call him a war criminal as much as I would the other guy. Oh, absolutely he's a war criminal. Because he feels bad about it. Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, if you're in the army and they told you, I mean, you'd have to, you know... Just not do it. A war criminal as as much as anybody would be. In a war. Absolutely. And all people in war are war criminals unless they run. Run. I mean, yeah, and you're especially a war criminal if you drop a nuclear bomb on yeah. a city of civilians. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Disagree. Or disagree. I Oof. mean, you're still that, even if you feel bad about it. Like, you can, you can be repentant and, like... Repent. You can take responsibility for it you can do all sorts of you know whatever to try and be a better person for the rest of your life but you still did that really terrible awful thing yeah i mean a rapist is always a rapist no matter you know how much they go on not raping anyone else they still did that to someone yeah and I'm not saying that so they're, they're not. So I'm just saying that these are war criminals as much as anyone else's. And it's all about a matter of degrees. I don't like blanket statements, and I don't like being like, hey, it's all 100. Matters someone's 88, and someone's 42. There's degrees. Motherfucker kills. The, the war criminal will be the people that, like, you know, said it was okay to I drop mean, it. Whatever president. Agree. Was it Ike? I don't remember, because he gave this speech about it was a good bomb and sold it to all of America. Oh, yeah. More of a war criminal, Absolutely. the people that decided to use it, than the guy that was just an army guy flying a plane that pressed maybe the button. Maybe more of a war. He may be more culpable, but in the end, that's he all is, I'm saying. Still a war criminal. I just say this is a, guy a big sideways swing from our movie, though. That's fine. This is this is what you tune in for, <laughs> or tune out for. I thought this was gonna be a pro John Wayne war thing, <laughs> but. I mean, I do think that people can go on to be good people, and there are, like, people who do bad things also do good things. People who do good things also do bad things. What what makes the difference is what, what you do about it when you do a bad thing. 
Well, who's arguing? I'm not arguing any of that. I was just arguing that he's no more of a war criminal than any other soldier. And that the other people who dropped the bomb and decided to do that were worse off than Loose Leaf Harper. Loose Leaf. <laughs> well, seems like he'd have to be pretty brave to do something like that. He's just a working class dude who's in war. And he's just as shitty as anyone else in war. And not as shitty as a general or... You're brave enough to drop that bomb and you better be brave enough to answer And I think questions. he's one of the coolest people besides the, the wife and the kid in this movie. Yeah, you do. Compared to him. <laughs> and what's his name? Who's he? What's his name? Rod Steger? Yeah, Harold Ryan. But doesn't he have a nickname or something? I Probably. I don't remember. Uh, this is... I, I, I really would love to see this live sometime though because I think... Let's it do be, it! I think it would be really fun to see how they drew up the, the stages and how they did those sort of interludes of Well, of I mean, we could whatnot. do it. I don't want to. Oh, I, I, do. to. I want you to do it. I need you to be a theater director. <laughs> I was going to say to our many fans, you could purchase us tickets, but it's not. no one's doing this. So we would have to do it. I know, we'd have to do it. Well, we're going to produce this. I don't have the capacity to do the theater direction, but I can do the production. No, I don't have that capacity. I either. see you as a theater director. Well, thank you. Just yell. That's your performance? Um, <laughs> this was a lot of fun, and it was a really good movie that I really liked. The, the, it all was the, heavy. All the acting in this was really good. The, the, what about the, the kid? His acting wasn't very good. The kid wasn't great, but he's, a, he's also a kid. Uh, and he was given a really hard role. I mean, mm -hmm. this sort of like child in love with the story of his father and then having to deal with the realities of his father and like it's it was i don't know it was intense the the lyric the the writing of this is excellent just the banter that that happened yeah, Kurt Vonnegut, really good neat to put us in the hands of somebody like super duper 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 capable right <laughs> it's pretty razor sharp it's not just some people on LSD trying to figure it out, which is most of the 70s movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a genius writer. Right. Yeah. You know. Who's just... And it's good, but there's like... Because uh, you didn't mention the guy from the Attica movie. <laughs> because it's like, so he's like a pacifist, the, the guy that gets his oh, violin right. broken. And then the other guy that she's dating, he's been gone for six years. Mm -hmm. The other guy that, that uh, she's dating... Like, loves the war guy. Yes. And it's there's so much, like, him. looking at what you were talking about with the toxic masculinity and whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, there's just, there's, there's so many different types of masculinities represented in the film, and they're all sort of in conflict. Mm -hmm. Oh, and he's mad at his son for showing any Not sign of, of... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting each other, and, or, or, or attempting to, and always threatening violence, or... Or not, right? Right. Or just just having tension and competition with each other, and like, which is funny too, um, because and, she... and in the end, like the more toxic masculinities get left behind. There's no room in the new world for them. Right. Yeah. And she's had some time to like advocate for herself and like become who she is. So she's kind of not having a lot of his shit. No, she's over it. Right. And well, I like. Oh, even when she retires, she's like, I'm going in here. Yeah. This is too much. I am over it. Yeah, you. Who knows you, what you get tomorrow? But tonight, I'm no not more here. of me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in, and I forget what they were doing. Something weird. They stole diamonds or something. They did steal diamonds. That's one of the. That's what they came back from. And then he. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all this with a toothache, by the way, and it really hurts. I'm just gonna be. 
pounding some profen. <laughs> it's it's just a really neat ride through that conversation. Um, it also has some really funny like little outtake moments of like, what are we looking at? Oh. Uh, of like <laughs> you have these gigantic windows we're going to people watch <laughs> <laughs> of just some throwaway comments about the city or, or the, the world at that time being like mm. oh no he's in the park there were six murders in that park last week alone mm. you're like you're in a fucking like nice high rise in the middle of like Manhattan choking on wow. the <laughs> it reminded me a lot of like Little Murders, those kind of parts. Oh, totally. Also based on a play by God, I don't know, something Jules, but I wanted to say Jules Verne <laughs> or Julius Irving, but it's, it's something Jules. And I've read the play; it's very good. And yeah. So I would like to read this book. This is something that I didn't read in high school. When I went to rent the video for the movie we're doing later. Uh, they had on the Illustrated Man, and I was like, "Oh my oh, god, I wow. read this in high school. We watched that." Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, "The book is way better." <laughs> but he's like, "I hadn't read the book," and I was like, "It's nice to do both, mm-hmm. do the apples and oranges kind of thing." The last line of this movie was really my favorite. When I watched it, I, I previewed this to make sure it wasn't too fucked up. I was pretty pleasantly. This is another buried movie that I got in a batch of buried movies, so I'm very excited. It's been on my list, and it. It's not available. It should be available. I think people should see this. Oh, so. absolutely. This is a great this is a great movie. But I mean he pushes everyone away and his son is even like, if you keep doing this, you're not gonna have any friends left. And I think Victor, you pointed out he already doesn't have any <laughs> friends left. But he's just saying in the future, you right. keep doing this. You could make happen. friends. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but because even that guy, loosely, if he was like isolated him i forget what he did he didn't like the violin thing yeah he didn't like the violin thing and there was something else he's like i didn't like that he didn't yeah he didn't like it and then he didn't want to go on the next trip he didn't want to go on the next voyage to where no, he's done in the end the the, the the guy is by himself yeah totally mm-hmm. after threatening everybody with guns and like oh god kill himself yeah. to kill everybody and they're just like god you suck pretty funny did he say he missed or what happened yeah he went. He goes to the bathroom to kill himself, and they're like, "Don't kill yourself, don't do they it." Knew exactly what he was gonna do. Yeah. He's yeah. He your was big just gonna fake out. Fucking baby fit. Yeah, total baby fit. Uh, I'm ready to score. I'm gonna yeah, give this you one. Are you ready to score? Yeah, I'm ready to <laughs> score. Uh, yeah, do it. Let's see what I did on the eight. Uh, I gave it a ten. Ooh. Uh, mostly because it has a six, but also. I just like it. It's another one of those movies that gets a lot out there. Yeah. A lot of things are discussed that need to be discussed to to evolve as people, and I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, thumbs up. And it's got that sci-fi shit that I knew we'd all like. Oh, yeah, do. it was great. <laughs> I it's did just, not it's just see one of those things from a play. It's just like, whose cake is this? Who's Wanda June? She's like, I was hit by a fucking car. And it was like... <laughs> Here I am in heaven. And it's we, weird with heaven because, like, Hitler and all of them were up there in heaven, too. So was he saying, like, I don't know what he was he saying. He was saying that it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I think maybe. Or he, he was, was like, saying, we're just know. up here playing shuffleboard. Yeah, there's a lot of shuffleboard. That's all we do. We just hang out and we're all getting along and it's great. <laughs> it's fine. Heaven. It was the, not the thief of Baghdad, but what was it? The butcher of Yugoslavia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all very good. It's real witty, sharp writing. I recommend it. Absolutely. Uh, write us if you want a copy of this, and I'll make Ashes burn you a copy. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, he is making promises he cannot keep right now. 
<laughs> at some point we'll have a we'll have a server that we can uh, uh, send copies to people from or something like that. Jan Michael Vincent. Welcome Are you ready to for it. Sandcastles? I'm ready for Sandcastles. This is directed too. Yeah, this is director Ted Post. You might remember him from such movies as Magnum Force and Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Mm, good one. Uh, worship the bomb. I'm way over here now. Hi. <laughs> this is uh, written by Stephen Cuffer, uh, Eleanor Carf. No. The first guy is Stephen Carf. Gosh, I'm a jerk. They're a, they're a tag team. And then James L. Milner, uh, Miller. Um, and the stars, Herschel uh, Bernardi, uh, who you would remember from No Deposits, No Returns. Uh, the, the big. The Don Knotts! <laughs> the Don Knotts. Uh, the big. Do the thing when you make the noise. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the big freeze. And uh, Murder, She Done, Sit Down, and Wrote. Mm. Uh, also, the stars, uh, Bonnie uh, Bedila. Uh, you would remember her from The Big Fix, A Question of Love, uh, and Walking to Fire. <laughs> uh, and, of course, it stars Jan Michael Vincent, who, of course, we recall from Big Wednesday, Damnation Alley, and Deliver Us from Evil. Um, I didn't remember this, but I think this is interesting. He was also in the Banana Splits Adventure Hour. Oh, love uh, that. Uh, this also stars uh, Marriott Hartley, who was in Logan's Run, MASH, and many episodes of Columbo, and Gary Crosby, who did a shit ton of TV. Um, all right. So, this is a dark tale of robbery, drunken driving, and murder. It is not Damnation Alley. Which leaves the soul of a young man who has wronged his friends in such a purgatory like hell, where only his, his only way out is to haunt a woman, make her fall in love with him, and force her to deal with what he would not. Well, he could not because he was dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> uh, the thing that floats to the top for this is A, it didn't live up to his expectations <laughs> of when I read about it. And had it on my list for 12 years. And B, the guy who's a dick is really good at being a dick. Yeah, he's nailing it. He's great. He is in a million credits of TV shows. Oh. Like, all of them. Oh, you said his name. What was his name? Uh, It is Gary Crosby. Hmm. And he's, like, when I was looking through, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's another that guy character actor? Yeah. He is that guy character actor. And nails it. Nails it. Every scene that isn't the restaurant owner guy is just intolerably boring <laughs> and corny. Did you mention Marriott Hartley? Yeah. From Star Trek? Yeah, I didn't mention that she was from Star Trek. <laughs> I knew you'd want to. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting next to someone totally... who thought that this was so boring. I liked it, but it, <laughs> I like boring. I like boring. I like boring, too, but this yeah. was really excessive this wasn't interesting boring <laughs> yeah well you didn't jazz gummy maybe you should... <laughs> i did jazz gummy and it was still boring this was like excessively long mm. soap opera reaction shots oh it was <laughs> pat it out just pat it out okay stare off stare off stare off feel it feel it <laughs> And I, I actually don't... I mean, obviously, I love Star Trek, so I don't mind soap opera reaction shots, but this was really, really excessive. Yeah. And, and without a whole did lot of context for a lot of these... Did you give the plot? What was, yes. what was yeah, I totally gave the but plot. But did you mention about the, the, the thing of the envelope of money? Yeah. And the restaurant? And yeah. Was it a restaurant? Yeah. 
What's it called? It was called like Big Bears. He works Bears. at the restaurant Uncle and he Big does this Bears. like Papa Bears. Papa Bears thing that reminded me of that movie about the record store. <laughs> No, the whole the whole thing of this is nonsense. So Wait these two guys who are friends for a really long time get out of like the service or something. Empire like Records. And then like the, the guy starts a restaurant and he's like filled with rage and whatnot from the war and like the guy helps him like calm his life. We don't see any of this by the way. This is just like one line of fucking wrap up. And he starts the fucking restaurant. You had your chance. Let me do my Empire Records thing. God right. damn it. No, go ahead. No, I thought you were done with it. I wasn't. I was trying to remember it. And it started. That's fine. I needed space to remember it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they finally get like, they 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 have like a, a, a balloon loan or something like that, where it kind of like you gotta make one giant. Did you say balloon loan? Balloon loan. Oh no! Don't take me through that <laughs> finance corner with ashes. <laughs> where they need to make a big payment. That's as far as you're going through it, and they don't have the money for it because the restaurant does good, but it doesn't do great. Although, they really shouldn't be spending too much money on employee hours, because they always make this one guy who's eaten there just do all the different jobs while they go out and fucking do whatever. Okay, have you seen Empire Records? Yes. It's, it's dumb and silly, and Guar's in it. You love Guar, why don't you join the band? But there's this guy, and he owns the record store, and he hires all these like teens who are like sad and depressed, and they need to figure out their life, and they come together with the joy of records. But the guy who's like the manager, he's also young, He's like, leaves him alone the first time to make the deposit. And he's like, bank? He's on his motorcycle or Vegas. And he takes all the money and goes to Vegas. But this guy, Jan Michael Vincent, yeah. he decides to like bring it back. Or, yeah. No, yeah, he goes he to do that. to San Francisco. But to do that, to take the money and run. Yeah, but then calls him and is like, I don't feel good about this. Yeah. And the conversation is really beautiful, actually. He's like, <laughs> did you hear that? This movie's beautiful. He's like, Wait, did you need the money? And he's like, no, I didn't really need the money. Are you sure you don't need the money? Because if you needed the money, man, I'd understand. And he's yeah, that like, guy was nice. No, man, I didn't need the money. I just I just had like a weak moment and, you know, wanted to go party in fucking San Francisco. But I'm here and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm filled with guilt. Just filled with it. Too bad I got murdered. I need to make sand dicks. Or weren't they, didn't they look like dicks? They did look like dicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. They did look like dicks. Which is how... I did say... Like, the, the exception to my harsh judgment of the film was any scene that had the restaurant owner in it. Oh, okay. You did a really good, I, I'm telling you, finger, which I... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Bonnie, Jenna, and, and their scenes on the beach? I liked all that. Yeah. Stare dreamily into my eyes. <laughs> I am a ghost. They're they cannot just... see me. Scenes on the beach were weird. <laughs> I liked it. They were really weird. I like weird. It really didn't do so ghost very Voyager. well. It made him just like look like he was like hiding on the beach because they like <laughs> never had other people come into that space. And, and they like, were saying oh, it too. They don't like, come over here. <laughs> we don't have a budget to make me and disappear. Like, you can do really cheap things. Like cheap special effects to show him disappearing. They do it all the time. Yeah, like, they would they not. They should have had him like fade away. Oh, no, they did. After like yeah, they had the, one of them. He didn't they fade away though. Him, he just stepped into the dark out of the light. Exactly. That's just dumb. Someone going into darkness. I wanted him to be like, yeah, you know, like the dust or something. Yeah, like dust. So I hate this movie. It gets a two. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't rate this that high. Are you ready to rate it, or do you want to? Jan Michael, amazing. Uh, yeah, I can I can rate this. I think I gave it a five. It wasn't based on a play. I didn't rate it yet. 
could happen right now. Yeah. You're doing thumbs down, I bet. I, but, but just barely thumbs down. It's not like the worst ever. We could do different, you know, like thumbs down alone. Thumbs up with my friends and maybe <laughs> jazz gummies. <laughs> maybe not. Something like, do not recommend. You'll think time is stopping. <laughs> you jazz gummy this movie. <laughs> Wait, is, is the movie still happening? <laughs> I'm going to give it a... I can't... I would give it like a 6.8 or something. I'm going to give it a 7. What? Yeah, it's, like, you, it's weird. It's Has funny. too much time passed from you when you saw it? <laughs> You were there. You were there when I was watching. I was clearly having more more fun than either of you. <laughs> Are you ready to I move on? I did like the scene where he shot out of the car and died. That was pretty good. That was yeah, it was filmed like weird. Far superior films a seven though. Yeah. Whatever. We'll go through it in our in our entirety roundup. <laughs> I was like, we should be documenting everything. We are. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, we were yeah, literally exactly. recording it. No, I know. We'll have to listen to all of that, though. I mean, I'm just saying, like, when we make a little... Oh, yeah, a little hashtag with what the number is. Spreadsheets. Yeah, we yeah we're going to get on that. Don't you worry. Oh, no, no, we already got that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so those are early 70s. Now we're moving on to Australia, 1976. Victor, are you ready to do Oz? I think that's another title, too. It's got two. Neither of which are Oz. One of them is Oz. Nope. I mean, if you look it up, it says Oz. When it when it came out, it was released as Oz. All the movie posters say Oz. <laughs> Sorry. They say Oz, but they say more than that. Oh yeah, but it's just Oz, and then there's like 20th century winners of Australia. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Oz. <laughs> okay, so 20th century Oz in the U.S. or Oz, a rock and roll road movie. In <laughs> That's all underneath. It's Oz. So many movies have a sentence underneath. We ignore that. No, but it's in it's in the titles. Yeah, like yeah, you, that's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You ignore stuff, it. Like, the whole title is that. But anyway, it was released in 1976, as you already said. Directed by Chris Lufin. Lufin. Uh, as a gritty Aussie outback reimagining. Uh, we follow a story of Dorothy as a teenage groupie, played by Joy Dunstan, a singer in her own right, and who is actually in her late 20s, <laughs> uh, trying to follow a band when the van crashes into Oz and kills a thug. She finds her way to the show in the big city, escapes the dead thug's rapist bouncer brother, and mm. falls for an androgynous fuckboy rock star mm. with the help of cheap campy shoes... And some friends. A brainless surfer, played by Bruce Mintz from Mad Max. A heartless mechanic. It's not from Mad Max. It's from the Road Warrior. You have to be a stickler for these things. <laughs> the Road Warrior, not Mad Max. It's not the full title. Uh, right back at you. It's not in Mad Max. He's not Goose. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. He's intended uh, I appreciate you. Glenn. A heartless mechanic, a cowardly biker, and Glynn the Good Fairy. Yeah! Played by Robin Ramsey. Mm. His name's Glynn. Duh! Robin Ramsey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Glynn and Oz were the best parts of this. I couldn't find any, like, juicy tidbits about this movie or anything. Just everybody was just like... 
movie's great. That makes sense. It's it, it was a fun movie. Yeah. I previewed this because my previous uh, whatever experience with Australian seventies movies is like, ooh. Yeah, watch it first before showing the friends. <laughs> watch out! This went south real fast. I mean, the rape scene is pretty freaky, but she does get. Yeah, she said she, she got like, out before that happened, she, like, and uh, I was going to rip his cock off. And it's like, kind of, you get the feeling that she might be able to fight her way out of the situation, because she's got the shoes, and she's like, fuck you, I'm not taking off my shoes. That's right. And They show up, they take forever they, to get there, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, her friends come in, and it turns out okay. But it is pretty freaky for a minute yeah. there, and that could be triggering for it's, some people. Better than that scene in the I mean, Road Warrior, and I love the Road Warrior. In her shoes, but. yeah. Her magic, not magic shoes. They don't do much for her. <laughs> her dollar store shoes. Dollar yeah. store. Well, you can see glitter all over like the ground when she's been walking. And, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't give her comfortable shoes for her journey yeah, <laughs> to go they walk look in like the desert. Horrifically cheap, uncomfortable shoes. <laughs> And then cut to montage of you walking in the worst places with those shoes. Yeah, I'm like, guaranteed you had just bloody stumps on either side of your ankles. (laughs) Yes, I totally believe that. Well, you got tidbits. You knew that she was a singer. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was uh, how she was cast, was um, they just happened to see her performing at a club and they're like she's perfect mm. which is funny because it seems like a lot of those australian movies at that time like have maybe 50 actors <coughs> as a pool to pull from and so they're just in fucking everything tomorrow yeah <laughs> <laughs> extra O. but it's fun it's fun this movie this movie's fun yeah i i, I generally liked it uh i did it, feel super bad for for all those walking around B-roll fucking scenes. Make me wonder if she had a stunt double that did a lot of the walking around uh, scenes. <laughs> I doubt it. You, you know what the budget for this movie was? No. <laughs> much. No, it was something weird where they got a grant from like the youth council or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from the Australian film council. <laughs> I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, but... Go make your movie. The catch is you got to make a whole ass movie with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! You did it. Oz looked great. His costume was amazing. That was like the best part. But the beginning when they're the shitty version of the same song, and it was stuck in our heads the whole oh, time, and now I can't remember it. Same. Do, and do I'm so it? glad. I'm so glad I don't have it stuck in my head anymore. Oh, so an interesting bit about that was apparently um, the soundtrack wasn't. Good. wasn't ready for the Australian release, so it mm. didn't do very well in Australia. <laughs> Weird. Didn't but it, have... it was it was ready for the American release, and it did great in the U.S. But it, it had some weird fucking. He was the drummer because it was like the it had this the thing that we we kept remembering was him yelling one certain term, but then the line in front of that was all about like dating a young girl. Because of course it is. <laughs> oh yeah, what was the song? I don't know. We'll have to. We'll come back to it in our next one. <laughs> we'll get right on that. I do own it. Um, I really did like the peacocking scene uh, when she gets to see Oz. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Because you sold it well too. You're like you. 
are you worried that he's not going to live up to it? Because he's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna live up to it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> when it first started, I thought that but it was a different doesn't. person. I thought it was gonna be Jabriath. This was a great documentary about this '70s out gay David Bowie type guy. It's a great documentary. And I was like, is Jabriath in this movie? But it's not Jabriath. Yeah. That's okay. But it's super fab. Super fab. Oz is great. What were you saying, Victory? Oh, just the... I think it was the final line of the movie. Fame <laughs> and fortune will fuck you up. Yeah. Oh, she everyone's keeps repeating a, that, yeah. Everyone's a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, fame and fortune will fuck you up. But it's you funny, because, like, you know, she's like, oh, Except for Oz. her friends. Everyone's a disappointment, except for her friends. But who's her friends? Because she doesn't actually have any friends in this in this movie. She's she got weird guys who are trying to hump her for... Well, she has her friend at the beginning that she goes to the concert with. She has a friend who is questionably friend, her friend. She was I mean, she's the bonds of friendship. She's definitely in the, and then when she's in Oz or whatever it's called, whatever the city's called, Perth. <laughs> yeah, she has the mechanic and the whatever. The mechanic is not her friend. I think we can say that really clearly. He is. He comes He's to her rescue. Enemy, yeah, but he is like He's supposed to be her friends following the Oz rapey. rubric. I, I understand, but. He is not. Well, he just wants to take right, the, the Sheila to mechanic. the show. Right. Yeah. Take. Are you taking the Sheila? <laughs> is that your Sheila, mate? Sheila. Sheila. I'll say Sheila again. I, I did d- like. I did like <laughs> that they. He takes her to the hotel, and she's like, "Oh man, am I gonna have to shank this fucker?" Mm-hmm. And then like he just comes out with this six pack. he's like no no no, just buying some beer i'm hoping we hook up but like i'm not just straight to the hotel (laughs) Uh, i like the real warrior guy in this it was a it was nice to see him in this i'm going six five he's also like a foot and a half taller than everybody else yeah he is yeah i probably gave this an eight let's see like really went on to do anything else much yeah He's in Thunderdome, too. I think he's in... Yeah, playing a different role. Yeah. But I also think he's in... Uh, but not a wild. Bruce Spence. Uh, gets a 5.8. Eh, I'm afraid to give this an 8. I think I'll give it a 7. The parts I love are 10s. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is he not also in the most recent one? I thought everybody got to come back, except for Tina Turner. Fuck, I don't know. What is he I doing in the Phantom that. Menace? He's in Phantom Menace. He's <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. He's in all sorts of stuff. He's in Lord of the Rings. Oh, he's in uh, Revenge of the Sith. No! <laughs> so you give us a thumbs up, Victory? Yes, no? Yeah. You ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Mm. Which brings us to our next film. Stop stealing the thunder. I have it listed here. Circle of Children, 1977. Willis is in this. Go. All right. I had less time to work on this one, so bear with. Bear with. (laughs) Bear with. All right. A Circle of Children is a 1977 made-for-TV movie based on the book. Done. Uh, This This movie stars Jane Alexander, Rachel Roberts, David Ogden Steers, uh, also known as Winchester from MASH. Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, and Nan Martin, and some nerds may know, uh, 
was also in uh, Star Trek TNG episode Haven. Um, Jane plays a bored housewife looking to volunteer at a special ed school for children with emotional and intellectual disabilities. Which we know is just labels. <laughs> <laughs> After proving her mettle to the teacher who is too busy improvising to have time for bougie volunteers, she too happy accidents her way into supporting these kids. <laughs> the movie gives a cringy but lighter than reality glimpse into what these so-called schools were like before qualifications were required. Uh, it hasn't aged well as they confusingly act upset when the long-suffering school finally gets funding and qualified specialists to work with the children because it means that the make-it-ups-as-you-go as crew uh, that's been accidentally abusing the children out of ignorance will have to go. Mm. <laughs> I learned more from her from three minutes of watching than in reading all these goddamn books. <laughs> Shut up. Like, I love uh, Jane Alexander. I, I like that this movie got shit on the tape and that it was probably one of the very few movies back then that was talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, she, Jane Alexander worships that German lady and she's horrible. Just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Just the fucking worst. I mean, worst. I, like, I, I think it... <laughs> I think it probably, you know, had to portray the situation in some kind of a heartwarming light in order to, like, get put on TV. Like... But it, it did kind of miss an opportunity to talk about how fucked up the, those programs were. Like, you know, and it's not necessarily that those people were bad people or anything. They were just the only people with no resources or qualifications just trying to do the best that they can for kids that no one gave a fuck about. Yep. Absolutely. I like and, that she showed up. Yeah. Jane Alexander. I, but I think the, there's actually... the movie just leaned a little too heavy into the like, oh, these people are going to come in here with their qualifications and their funding and going to run us off. Like, I didn't even get that. I didn't even take that away. I was like, I, I took away the good stuff. <laughs> uh, I want to, so I have two things about this. One, Metal. I think that, uh, one, uh, no one can see me with my fingers, sorry. Um, I can see. That there's a really good parallel for things happening right now mm. in services, which is with CSEC or uh, children who are being traffic services. The models really match this because there's like, there are government models, but they're not good. Um, and everyone's trying to figure out if they actually give a shit about this. But people who would be willing to fund it are out there. So there's all sorts of private facilities where they're doing crazy fucked up things to kids right now yeah. because they're so saving them, air true. quotes, um, from, from a, yeah. a life of, uh, uh, of being basically sexual servants or uh, slaves. But the way they go about it is so fucked up because they have no training. They don't know what they're doing. And they're just like, we're going to save you by making you prisoners. I mean, yeah. look up that sort of thing. Do not give money just to any organization saying they're doing that without doing a lot of research. Some of these are just yeah, as fucked up as can be. Yeah, there's like straight up child abuse happening in a lot of those facilities. And, and not, there's like, there's not really substantial oversight or anything right now. 
and yeah he yeah. said it <laughs> be a, very careful a term that i didn't understand at the beginning but also um are you talking about like private group homes or yeah so so csac is probably csac thank yeah, you i'm not gonna remember oh, so it's like sexually exploited children yeah oh jesus um which is it, it's very buzzy right now in, in charity uh, organizing because people, it draws a lot of money. You can get a lot of money for your organization if your organization's yeah. taking that on. Churches um, are really into it. Very into like, it. They're, but it's it's they're running them similar to like how they run like gay conversion camps and Ooh. stuff like that. It's just like straight up torture and child abuse, and and even in some cases like just sexual abuse and it's like based on these crackpot theories and there's just no there's no accountability there's nobody going to these facilities and checking on them i mean it's it's becoming a much more widely known about thing but there it's not yet widely known enough to where for there's like systematic yeah oversight but I think it is analogous to, to this film in a lot of ways because, like, at the same time in California, they were really working hard to figure out not institutions. Like, they had focused a lot of time and energy on community-based programming for, for people and were really looking for, like, how do we do this thing? Like, everywhere else is, like, warehouse and in prison. But yeah. that, that's a fucked up model. We want to be better than warehouse and prison. Um, and so we're really out looking for, for solutions, which, I mean, there, there's a road to carve there, which, which I appreciate. And uh, the, thing that, the other thing that I was going to mention that I really like from this is when they get funded, the administrator, she's like, we got, we, uh, we got our funding and you know what that means. Money, 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 <laughs> money, money, money. And then looks her in the eye and is like, and more staff. And more, <laughs> and more programming, and this, and that, and money. Is that the MASH guy? <laughs> no, no, it's not the MASH guy. It's the lady, uh, the administrator in the, in the office who... Okay, I don't I forget. remember her. Not the German lady. She's got a little bit of a smoking oh, voice. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, but I, I like... really... <laughs> it made me Go giggle ahead. a ton, because it it's totally a non-profit sort of model... Uh, thing right where they're like yeah. finally the cash comes rolling in I don't have to do another goddamn wine tasting or something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh that must be right. Doris Fleming okay. another wine taste well right because they, they always do these like fundraising events that are like cheese and wine boards come and check this out buy yeah. our art do this other fucking thing that you don't give a shit about because you want to <sighs> donate money and we got to put together something for you to give us the money and right. it's just a whole racket and she's stoked that the racket is done. She's got yeah. proper governmental funding. <laughs> All you guys got to do is study a little bit for this test and get these qualifications. Get these qualifications. And do I it. will never get your qualifications because I know better. I'm German. She cannot have the blanket until she can go and get it. <laughs> I will kill you if you give her the blanket. She like, can barely read herself. <laughs> like, oh no. my god! I mean, I watch a lot of old <laughs> movies, and like none of them touch this. So I like that they're touching it. That's good. 
Probably not the best choice of words. Uh, but also uh, Willis from Different Strokes is in this. And I like that they show that the parents, uh, there's that one parent that drops the kid off and runs away and just yep. doesn't want, yeah. you deal with it. I, I want nothing to yeah. do with I want to tell you, when you got here, I was dealing with that exact situation. You told me that, yeah. although I didn't get that it was that. Yeah. You should have said, just, just like a circle of friends. <laughs> circle of friends. <laughs> circle of children. <laughs> I like circle of friends. Yeah, that's the song from... Do you remember the, how she fucked up in the first scene? Jane Alexander? Yeah. Did she use the, she the poop bathwater? She like blinked like at him or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, but you did it anyway. <laughs> Magically delicious. You just did Lucky Charms and you know it. <laughs> Purple horseshoes. <laughs> I, I really did like all the things that you're saying about this film, though. I really liked that there was a film that was like really like, let's fucking talk about this. Let's take a look at it. Yeah. Like, people really should care. These are humans. They're not fucking animals or. Right, right, right. This needs to be talked about. They're just, like misunderstood, and like we just we need to like focus oh, yeah, I forgot more there resources was that. on learning more about like the disabilities that these children have, because there could be interventions. Right. It's like even these idiots that are just sort of like experimenting on these kids, just trying to do something. Right. Well, are, also, are figuring shit out. Yeah, <laughs> one of them could learn more. It reminded me of that '70s book. I think it's called Charlie or something, where the person like wasn't nurtured in any way and just neglected because they were weird or something but it turns out that they could read and write and ended up going to college and all that shit because hmm. yeah this one they figured out that the, they slowed the tape down mm -hmm. and they figured out that the Here's kid was just talking from... really fast <laughs> we need yeah. a truckload of ritalin <laughs> i'm not pro ritalin <laughs> but it was something like that where they played the tape down and they figured it out they but... did yeah is that, that was exact all interesting, scene? but not maybe realistic? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like, not in the no. slightest. Not even a little bit. <laughs> no one's like, bada, 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 bada. slow it down. I am interested in poetry, actually. I would like to I'm engage with you. <laughs> <laughs> he played, that kid played um, a character who did something horrible. I think he sexually assaulted someone in Little House on the Prairie. Ooh. I think his name was Albert. Yeah. Oh. And I'll never forget, like, that scarred me for life. So I saw him in this, and I was like, oh, you're the guy who, icky. <laughs> like, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But he's in this. And it's. I think the acting is pretty good. It's not great. It's okay. That you, you know, have people acting, trying to act this way, but... It seems like a three-take movie. Hmm. Yeah. Best out of three. Just get it on the tape. <laughs> Jane Alexander. Probably fun to make for the kids, though, because a lot of these scenes were just like, freak out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go enjoy craft services and come back ready to freak out. So it's interesting. Would you give this a recommend? <laughs> I... I would, because I like context. That'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I think, <laughs> this is I think a scene. It, 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 it comes with a lot of explaining. Yeah, did you say this is a see me? I like that, yeah. See me, yeah. and we'll have a talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Victory, I think you hit it on the head. This, a ton of context is necessary for this film to be, like, okay. But then if you get through that, I think it's okay. <laughs> 
I wanted to see uh, more Jane Alexander movies, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. So. Yeah. She gets divorced in the beginning of this movie, and that's the last we'll hear of it. All right? She's <laughs> a husband for a second, and I don't remember any of it. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like they give her this family drama for some reason, I guess to show, like, because rich ladies, too, can be bored and need a project. Um, mm. And so this, that's what she does, and her daughter, like, moves out with her with the husband and then appears for some reason but they don't even they don't ever deal with it it's like i'm back oh honey you're back that's great did you score this i see me it's see me (laughs) that's good and i think in its best incarnation it's like a six yeah i would give it this I, I, I couldn't give this a seven, but I would give it a six, and I, I agree with see me. Yeah, that's it, all. Yeah. Six is best incarnation of, of scoring it. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of things. Under the exact where it's right like, circumstances and a perfect understanding of the context of the the '70s and disabilities. Yeah, I mean, I think she hits a nail a little bit on the head when when in that first scene where she's like, disability. Dead, just uh, what she say? Developmentally disabled, psychotic. These are all just labels. <laughs> and it's like, uh, like uh, if you could read, you you would actually know that it is more than that. <laughs> There's an entire body of knowledge for each of those things. Yeah, and also, I mean, don't even look, then, even she does then. study and read stuff. I think right? Jane Alexander does. Yeah. yeah. But also don't re- le- lean too heavy on the 70s version of the DSM. I think we can just go ahead. It's a good place to end, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, and then we've got two more movies. Yeah. Uh, Thieves, 1977. Oh, this is a very quick synopsis. I should just be like, another movie based on a play discussed. <laughs> uh, Thieves, 1977. That Girl and Free to Be You and Me star... And uh, or star and creator created the concept of free to be you and me, that uh, helped to turn me into me. Great little thing. Uh, Marlo Fook and Thomas stars with Charles Grodin. Um, oh, she plays Sally. Charles Grodin plays Martin. This is an out of print adaptation of Herb Gardner's play. Herb also wrote the stories for Free to Be You and Me. And he also wrote A Thousand Clowns, The Way We Were, etc. Directed by John Barry, who did Claudine and Bad News Bears yeah. 3. <laughs> That's when they were, what, in Tokyo or something? And Bad uh, News Bears go to Japan. And many older non-70s films. Sally, this is the shortest synopsis ever. Sally and Martin are both teachers who have separated. The world is fucked and they are just trying to survive, be okay, uh, they take some separation space, but may come back to each other right after the credits. Uh, Anne Wedgworth from Three's Company is also in this disgust. <laughs> and she wears his jacket. Yeah. I liked this movie. I know you did. I liked it, too. I was really upset to see it get a 4-7 on Well, it, but then you look, and only like 80 people have reviewed it, and it's been out of print forever. Well, I 81 don't know now. why. Yeah. <clears throat> So I'm glad that we uh, added our 
eight. So I might have even given it a nine to help it along its way. I, I gave it an eight, but I should have. We're scoring early, uh, but I should have given it a nine just to like push it up because I think that is I a like really it unfair a score. lot. But when I was over there uh, writing my synopsis, I was late in doing my synopsis. I was like obviously thinking, uh, please help me fill in some of the gaps. Like, I know that they become separated, but do they give a reason? Do they just drift oh, totally. apart? And they both have affairs, I think. Or they're, they're not even affairs because they're separated. They're separated. They're, allowed to, they're, they're trying to it check out. things out. Yeah. <coughs> Fill so, in the gaps, please. So it's two kids from the street who, who grew up in, like, the boroughs in, in New York. Correct. They, they are teachers, in, apparently. In gangs. And they're both teachers, but they've gone different ways. He's, he's the principal of, a, of, like, a Ponzi, like, private school. And she's, like... Uh, a teacher in like a, a neighborhood school that is much more uh, dangerous or serves a, 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 a much more like um, disadvantaged population. Underfunded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're, they, they've been moving around a bunch trying to figure out like who they are and what they want to live like. And his, his sort of theory is he wants to just keep moving up. And when they moved into this apartment, uh, she oh, was yeah. in charge of all the furniture and whatnot, and she just kind of has a break and is like, "I don't want to live in the fancy apartment. I, you know, I'm, it's moving me further away from the population of people who I want to be close to and want to work with." So she sends all their furniture off to some neighborhood guy. I forgot uh, about that from like their very first apartment they, that they had together, and they're like sleeping in this Barrett apartment, and she keeps being like, "I don't know where the furniture is." Um, and, you know, they're just trying to figure, figure things out for a little bit in the first part of the film. And the yeah. second part of the film is them having that break, having the, like, we're not, we're not, this, your, your, your values are, are, have shifted from mine. Where and does she go? Because he's still in that same apartment. He stays, right? Mm-hmm. He stays. And she Because a lot of it is that interesting play setup. you cannot see my hand gestures, where you have that neighbor <laughs> who's noticing everything all the time. And, yeah. I'm sure in the play they would be off to the right or off to the left, and like you know they mm-hmm. get a light on them occasionally, and they would be able to make their comments. It's I just, loved that. Yeah, I, I love that as a play design. Cause and he's another uh, character actor, oh, or an totally. actor we recognized, and she of course is from Three's Company. But where does she live? And do we see it? We do. She goes. God, where was it? It seems like it takes place in his apartment complex, or what was, was their apartment? It was complex? like her friend's house or something i Maybe. think you're right she goes oh doesn't need to watch this again yeah no, she... wait she leaves only for a night that's it yeah i think so In, is this that's the real time night or... where she like she goes to the park and like goes to the payphone and calls that random guy who hit yes her, and she stays the night with him the guy from that bob fossey he's not, movie. A, he's not a random and bob fossey has a cameo random in this guy movie that hit on her at the park but he's not random. Like she's not she's random. Like she had, uh, she'd submitted some poetry to him or something like that, or or something. Because his big thing that he does is when she gets to his apartment, she's like talking about her poetry, and she's like, "What am I doing? <laughs> like you don't give a shit. You just want to fuck." Aww. And he's and then he's like, he stops for a second, and he look he look, kind of looks up, and then he recites back her poetry to her, and he's like, mm. "I love this part," and she's like, "That's fucking amazing. Okay, I will fuck you." And then he's like, uh, all cards on the table. I hoped you were going to come over, so I like spent some time just trying to remember that stuff because I did want to fuck. And, she, and they like, have like a real conversation about that. Um, 
I'm trying to remember Bob Fosse's cameo. Didn't he play a junkie in this? Brother junkie? Yes, in this? He, okay. he was a junkie. Well, he, he, also, was, he was Mr. Day. Mr. Day, yeah. He also fessed up that the day that he told her he was like some kind of publisher guy in the park. Oh, right. He was fully lying. Yeah. What? And then she just like gave him some of her work. This random guy in the park who claimed to be <laughs> like a publisher or whatever. So Mr. Day, and then it says, I guess the other junkie was Mr. Mr. Knight. Knight. Yeah. It's a person of color, Mr. Day, Mr. Knight. That's, That's right. <laughs> and then uh, Duder fights him off, fights off the junkies. And Fuck you, I was in this gang. Should I forget what the gang name yeah. was? Um, and I like Oh my I, God, I forgot. Yeah, it was, that was a, a stretch for me to believe that Charles Grodin was in a gang. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> okay. Well, you get the the best actor you can. But all that stuff was neat. I liked all that stuff. And it's another good 70s movie that shows New York as oh, it yeah. is back then. The total fun. character of the film is New York. Um, I, I, I also really like his sort of devolution back into the person who he was so that he could, like, remember that, you know? He's, he's like, I'm not just this uppity fucking principal. I also did do these things. And he breaks into the theater... And he's like performing his stupid flute music there, and then okay. Question: When you're when you're done, I have a question. If you're done, I think I'm basically for, right. just yeah, yeah, yeah. put a pin in that for a second. Uh, he has a gun, but it, did did she give it to him, or someone's father gave it to her? How did he get the gun? Her father, the horrible cab. Oh, driver. that was a funny thing. He's lucky he's white because all that stuff that happened to him with the police. Yeah. <laughs> He like pulls a gun. Well, on her the father's cops. the cab driver, <gasps> and he's super racist. He's terrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. Worst. Just, I mean, there's just not a redeeming quality no. about him. Not a one. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, his best redeeming Maybe his quality daughter is he survived leaves. to adulthood. Yeah, <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> he walks out of the scene, and you're like, oh. <laughs> everyone can breathe. <laughs> but she, he gave her a gun. Or no, he gave him a gun for what? Because I don't know. Because he's worried Weird about. Gun. But he like shoots it in the air. Oh, no, that's how he gets her back. I know, but he's like freaking out or he's upset and he shoots it in the air and I don't remember why. He just see this movie again. To calm it down, like like she's leaving and everyone's upset and he just fires the fucking gun in the air three yeah, times. Yeah, she gets it but everyone else is freaking out yeah. and I'm surprised he doesn't get side tackled. And, and then <laughs> she's like, we're just trying to hail a cab <laughs> in New York. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. <laughs> but then they get, they get out of there and it's uh. I, I really liked it because it was like really him like both of them like imagining the space like that each each has gone to mm-hmm. um, and trying to live there for a second and seeing what, what fits and what works and who they are and rediscovering themselves trying on different people you know having those like sexual experiences with someone else and being like you know is the grass greener on the other side of the septic tank uh it made me think of Pina Colada, the song, a little bit. <laughs> How they separate for a minute and they bu- put, uh, you know, um, ads for singles. And then they answer each other's singles ads. <laughs> and they come back together at the end of the film. They do. Even though, I mean, they're there talking. I don't think it says, do they make out or whatever? It doesn't. They're, it's they're, not saying they're, that they're completely back together. They're showing affection to each other and they're running off together. 
Yeah. She could ditch him at that point and be like, Yeah. You're a fucking weirdo who just fired a gun in the air. Yeah. I'm out and you're probably arrested or something. <laughs> side tackle. <laughs> I need that side tackle. <laughs> Are you going to rate this? Or did, did. Do it? Oh, did, did you give this a thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, As is your thing. Thumbs up. Cool. Are we ready to move on to our final film? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. God, I wrote a lot of side notes about this. Oh, this <laughs> Illustrated it. Is... Oh, okay, well, in that case, pause because I want to fill my drink. We can't pause. I have to pee. <laughs> now I'm going to get through this and okay. then do that. Okay. Oh, what it's, happened? It's, it's like running thing. around. <laughs> I feel very tired. I was just walking. He walks like, like 16 Woo! steps. I went around your place and a couple hit of a times. tampon with a baseball bat. I didn't do that. You, I just told you you did that. I know you told me you did that. Oh, Paula. You <laughs> did it, Paula. Before and after, 1979, rare made-for-TV film that aired October 5th. Stop beating off. 1979, <laughs> based on a book by Hindi Brooks, 1926 to 2011. Uh, Hindi Brooks wrote for, she wrote for Fame, Eight is Enough, Little House on the Prairie, The Waltons. Director here is Kim Friedman. Kim Friedman. Uh, I've been going through uh, all the Voyager episodes and uh, my favorite Star Trek podcast, Mission Log, and Kim Friedman directed four Voyager episodes and real like weird trippy episodes that I like. So I will name them all. Jatrell. Cathexis, Parallax, and Twisted, which Parallax. is Twisted. Great, great jazz gummy episode. She directed <laughs> uh, six DS9 episodes. I don't need to name them all. Uh, <laughs> she did the Gem Hadar with the Cocaine Soldiers. Oh, yeah. She also directed some of Alice and Mary Hartman episodes. This is her first movie. Uh, from memory, Patty Duke plays Carol Mathers. Who apparently got chunky, though people still tell her hubby she looks hot. H-A-W-T. Hot. Uh, she splits her pants doing charades at a possible swingers party. And it's such a scandal, her daughter gets in a fight over it at school. Carol is mates with Barbara Feldman, age at 99 from Get Smart. And Conchata Farrell, probably butchering that name to shit. She's from Edward Scissorhands. Conchata plays Marge, who does not shame her and says, Eat. She diets anyway to please her horrid, shitty husband, who gets busted cheating. Art Hindle plays Mike, who draws her at work. He's down for play, but pretty pushy. <laughs> Fucking men. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Betty White plays an extremely sadistic weight loss coach or some shit. <laughs> Patty Duke gets fit and leaves fuckface. But Barbara Felden goes deep into anorexia and almost dies. The friend group tries to keep their heads above water in a patriarchal nightmare. Patty Duke starts to feel better and goes jogging the end because I ran out of page. Discuss. I mean, I think you got it. Thank you. Thank you, God. I think you got it. End tape. <laughs> I was going to say that this is a, a very great get it on the tape while you've got the chance movie. Yeah, I don't I appreciate I don't that. disagree with that at all cuz it's it's like when you look at this movie when you're done and you're like what is the moral? 
What is the the moral of this movie? It's the woman director and writer getting it on the tape. Yeah, she's just like men suck, and the fucking society for that women have to deal with. And is it's terrible. the made for TV version. <laughs> so it's obviously it's I watched that nuclear movie, whatever, uh, with um, the guy from Police Academy and the the Nazi hunter. What's his fucking name? What are you talking about? The Stonecutter, the guy. The guy from the, 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 the Village People movie. What's his name? Oh, Steve Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot why I brought him up. Go I don't ahead. know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a path there that's going to reveal itself in a second. It'll come back. Go ahead with what you were saying. But I really did like that. That, that seemed to be the thing at the end of the movie that was just like... I don't know. I would like some agency in my life. Whatever I'm doing, I want some fucking agency. If I want to fucking be thin or fat or fucking whatever. If I want to teach a class or do these things or... I just want to have some agency. I don't want my mother coming over to fucking rule rule my life. I don't want my husband telling me what to do. I don't want society to pick the image of who I'm supposed to be. But it would be happiest if I was thin. Yeah, it does suck that, like, in the end, they're like, yeah, if you just, like, sort out your mental health problems, you'll just, like, magically get thin, and it'll, you know, life will be awesome then. <laughs> <laughs> but then the end, you kind of just didn't That's care. not really, like, how it works. I don't think that she didn't care at all. Like, like that that's not where that left us, because she's, like, still engaging in, like, yeah, Large amounts of fitness and like, I think she's just jogging and, and she got a stupid like, haircut. <laughs> yeah, it's like super thin. But she's starting to feel better too, which I like a lot. But she's she just starting. To... She starts feeling better because she has more like she is like I don't think it's falling she was thin. into she the still role. Had her friend that was being like, you don't yeah, have to do but this. But she fell into a role where she felt she, she had more power, and she's not you know, going down the Barbara Feldon anorexic route, and I like that they got that on the tape. That was just starting to yeah. happen. Yeah. And so it's a, I feel it's a very important process and Totally, and it was cool the bar. that you had three different players playing out three different roles in that. Hmm. And I really did like that. You get the person who is, like, way off the, off the fucking deep end. Someone who's like, I'm fucking beautiful, actually, and, like, yeah. I'm going to live my yeah. life. And I wish they would have leaned a little heavier into that character, actually. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the world was not ready. Because they, they, they use... Yeah, exactly. That's what, that, that's, that's what rubs me wrong about it, is that they that probably wasn't actually the director's choice. That, that probably was something where like the execs were like, if you want to get this on TV, you gotta you got to have a weight loss success story in here. Right, and we can we can understand. She we can can't just be happy with her body. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we I think can't it, have that. Not, I mean, what next? <laughs> I'm glad it did a good of a job as it did because this is in a sea of like worse right. shit going on. So yeah, grateful for that. And we've been discussing as we watch a lot of these made-for-TV movies that a lot of the studio execs maybe weren't even looking at it. They yep. were just like, okay, and maybe you know, that, just the fact that this. Is, film had a chance to get made i thought it was good i think yeah. that bugged me and i was saying this is a film where you really have to suspend disbelief about her size also <laughs> yeah. because it was just one of those things the actress i mean i think she had a pad in one scene but she never looked you know particularly big but then i was saying 
also the conditioning was to be a starved, you know, stick figure in heels who can't run away. Right. It was like that kind of thing. And I was thinking about that because I just watched, um, I had some jazz gummies, and I watched this old movie with Ingrid Bergman called uh, The Six Inn of Happiness. And she goes to China, and she's like a missionary nun type person. It's a very good movie. There's some issues with it, as with all old movies. But one of the things she tries to stop is, is uh, foot binding of women, hmm. which was still going on back then in the 40s or whatever. And I was like, whoa. Holy shit. Like they bind their women and this one old lady wants yeah, to have her feet unbound. And she can't because she would die of pain. Whoa. It's like, and so their only hope was to the children that had just had the, the female children that had just had their, their feet bound to unbind them. Hmm. But if you were over a certain age, the damage is done. Yeah. And it was, it was just rough stuff. Yeah. And the way... She's treated by her shitty husband. I like how he gets outed for cheating. I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, he he did. He is another actor that did a really good job of being shitty. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, a role I was ready to play. Shitty husband. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he does he does do a really good job of it. She looks good, maybe in had, college. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish a, they had made it clearer that um, that they don't get back together. Oh yeah, that is not clear. They, make it... they definitely get back together. No, it was clear to me that they didn't. It was clear to me that if they got back together, it was on her terms. Yeah, I don't think she's going to. I, I remember what you're saying. There was a little bit, but still, the movie ends. Where they, yeah, and my mind like is like flirting, and they're like running. They decide to jog together or whatever, and she's like. Not. She's all, like, thrilled that he's chasing after her. Well, she's like, like, yeah, you can jog with me, but no. She's just, like, having a nice time. She's choosing to have a nice time with him. I I just I believe. I wish they would have been clear, and she would have been like, get the fuck away from me. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yep. I don't even want to jog with you. Agree. (laughs) (laughs) You're just disgusting. And it's weird, because they do, like, a really good job of that. In all the other scenes where her mom is just like trying to set her up over. Oh, I like how she over. confronts her mom. This has and something to do with you, mom. Seriously. Yeah. And I like the way that her mom owned it too. It, finally, when she was like, oh my God, when my mom died, I felt such a sense of relief that has been like a haunting guilt in my life because she was like so fucked up and like, I don't, I don't want you to feel relief when I die. <laughs> I want to have that relationship with you now. And it was like, excuse me. Well, let the healing fucking begin then. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. I'm trying to think who the mom was. I don't but remember. The husband just seemed the like husband there was just was... no redeeming no, qualities about no. him whatsoever. It's like, how in the hell did you ever end up with that guy? <laughs> I mean, the only redeeming quality that he might have is he, is he, he made a good enough amount of money where she didn't have to like have a career, yeah. but that's not a redeeming quality like as much a... as a fucking paycheck. And also, that wasn't that unusual back then. No, I, I, I well, get they met in college, right? Something like that? Yeah. Yes, because you should have seen her in college where she was actually hot. Well, it's just like that, that song, um, Earl Has to Die, you have to, We Have to Kill Earl. <laughs> it's just like she was going around the town and she, all the town, the best the town had to offer was Earl. Yeah. <laughs> And so this husband in college maybe was better than all the others. Maybe. I was still fucking horrible. The bar is the lowest. Yeah. The weight loss guy was great. 
What about Betty White? Betty White was. Oh, not. the weight loss guy was great. Yeah. He was neat. I liked his. Character. He was really nice and really accommodating. I mean, his wife was like super anorexic, scary, but like he was like, no, no, I, I love you. I, I got, I lost all this weight so that you could see me as a person because I, fucking thought you were amazing. But now I'm, I'm here and I don't want to get smaller. I just want to be in love with you. <laughs> right. The Betty White stuff was good get it on the tape oh, kind of stuff which made me yeah, think like was, was somebody did somebody run a weight loss clinic clinic that was this sadistic i think probably, probably worse yeah, i don't probably, yeah probably yeah. Worse. but i mean our listeners who haven't seen this movie were ruining it for you but uh you know they are forced to wear pig masks if you lo- if you gained weight and they take you through meetings. it because some of the more larger size people they show their faces yeah at how like you know they're just like, oh, this is horrible. Oh, you don't want to wear the piggy mask? Well, you shouldn't have gained the weight. Yeah. It's awful. Do you want this ho-ho? Janie <laughs> <laughs> mm. didn't steal your ho- ho-ho, honey. I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Twinkie. <laughs> and it's interesting that it's Patty Duke. She was like this child star on the Patty Duke show. And it was just interesting seeing her here mm-hmm. playing this role. And her breakout with uh, Tyrion Lannister's uh, older brother or whatever was, uh, or dad? What did we land on? Probably dad. Uh, that was that was a. Are you saying she ended up on Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, she did not end up on Game of Thrones. But the the guy who she dated looked exactly like a tall oh, version of Tyrion I Lannister. I thought it was another actor who ended up on Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. There's a lot of the. The movies that we like, the actor uh, end up on um, Game of Thrones. Yep. In the hospital, I can't. Diana Rigg, she's uh, in Game of Thrones. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith now on the new, the new House of Dragons. Did you watch that already? Maybe. I mean, did it did it start? Is it? Yes. Oh. Is it any good? Uh, yes. To be seen. I enjoyed it. To be seen. What? Oh yeah. I mean, from from what you've seen. From what I've seen, I enjoyed it. People rated it it's too much. It's brutal. It's not as and brutal as Game of Thrones. Not yet. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> uh, you ready to rate this and be done with this? I am. Let's you go. You guys can listen to another podcast. Finally. Uh, I think I want to go with uh, seven. Thumbs up. I give it a nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think it's great. It's got warts, and it's another kind of see me like let's watch it and talk about it. But right. it's brilliant. I mean, watching this movie, it blew my mind. I did it in like sections because it it's heavy. It was better than a circle of children. So. Oh, billion percent. This oh, movie yeah. blew me away with its awesomeness because it was just like. Shocked, and I did it in pieces because it's pretty flipping heavy, and it's just like, what is going on, and what, and you put that in there, and that in there. I was, it's a, it was dense to me, and it, yeah. I'd like to do a, a deep dive episode sometime where we just circle around to all these made-for-TV movies that like got women directors and did really interesting friendships, things. secrets, and lies. Yes, with Loretta mm-hmm. Swift from Mash. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really fun to like do a recap of. Uh, of those at some point. In a perfect world. In yeah. a perfect world, we'd have people that are still alive from these films, and we could show it in a theater. That'd be fun. And have them come and talk about it. 
But no, no one cares or listens to our podcast. Good night. <laughs> Hanging up. It might noises. be interesting to like watch one of these with my mom one time. Oh, that would be interesting. Oh, you brought up your mom a lot when this was going on because they do bring up a lot of things that women did or whatever, like you know, yeah. to lose weight or the way that her mother talks to her and she deals with. Yeah, her mom. there was like yeah. a couple of diet things that nearly killed my mom mm. that were just Dexatrim. like. Yeah, the diet pills. Like, acceptable or whatever. Well, in the keto diet, that nearly killed my mom. Mm. That's super not safe. It's, like, terrifying that that fad diet's back, because that nearly killed a lot of moms. Right. shit was safe. There was something that... I mean, it literally makes you sick. So sick that you lose weight. Dude, that's that whole, like, fermented cabbage thing that they're doing now. (laughs) Oh, now. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like, ferment cabbage and then drink the juice of the fermented cabbage in a really, like, great weight loss system. But it's just you shitting your guts out. <laughs> I mean, I guess at least you won't get scurvy. <laughs> yeah. And you were really like, silver Jesus. lining that. <laughs> there was right. something from the 70s. I don't know if it was Dex and Trim, maybe early 80s. But the, the guy, the Hulk, the guy who played the Hulk when the Hulk was not the Hulk, Bill yeah. Bixby. Oh, yeah. He did these commercials, and I got recalled, or people died, or something. It Weren't was like, those Dexatrim? I think it was. Maybe it was, but it was trucker it, speed or something. Yeah, it's just fucking yeah. amphetamines. Yeah. Yeah. And there I remember like, those commercials. And then Fen Fen was another one that almost killed my mom. Yeah. Oh. And one of the, some fad diet thing almost killed your mom. That was Dexatrim. Too. Is those pills because you could always see the little little tiny bits of them inside, and they had the That's clear it. ones. Yeah, boom. Yeah, I remember those really clearly. My mom would take those and drink tab. <laughs> <laughs> My dad drank. <laughs> Gonna tab. lose this weight. Yeah, the eighties was so much of that. All Just these crappy diet sodas and the stuff that was in the diet sodas like gave them all cancer. Yeah, it's just yeah. fucking brutal. I need to cut these split ends. Are we done? I think we're done. Hey, just a little housekeeping. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. You can find us on a couple different places on My Facebook glasses. or on Instagram. Uh, if you just look up A Decade Under the Influence. Uh, we're also on Twitter, but you probably won't be. The only people who follow us on Twitter are other podcasts like our podcast and these model accounts that, that show up and are like, hey, <laughs> I want to be your friend. Look at my three suggestive my pictures. Only. <laughs> I do work on the Instagram and the Facebook. Yeah, which I appreciate. So Thank you. get to work on the, the Twitter. Yeah, I, I am. I've got a large model fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Very in a, good. A decade under the one there. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in our next one, which is a whole movie review of something you'll have to watch. All right. Good night, everybody.